Hey guys, welcome back to the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. I hope you all are doing amazing today. I know that I certainly am. If you guys are new, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast, stemmed from the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, a magazine created for teens by teens that talks about the latest entertainment, fashion, news, sports, trends, etc. Other things that other magazines do. But what makes us different, or what, as we like to say, makes us defiant, makes us different, is the fact that we are young and that we are going after our dreams. We are trying to spread the message of hope and good and inspiration, but we're also sharing the stories of incredible entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people who are young and old going after their life, who are defining who they are, while also defying the odds, limitations, and expectations life, society, and sometimes even ourselves put against us. That is what we like to share. That is what we do. And we have an amazing, amazing story episode and guest for you here today. But before we get back into that, I would like to say once again, a huge, huge congratulations to the 2021 class. Guys, you did it. You did it. I cannot believe it. You know, through a year of... <laughs> what, can, what can I say to describe it? Through a year, it has honestly been an adventure. And I am very, very proud of all of you for pushing through and making it as far as you have. So for the class of 2021, know that you will go on to the future being amazing. I want you to go after your dreams. Despite how everything in the world may look, despite what you may think, despite what people may tell you, go after your dreams, go after your life. This is your moment. This is your life now. And uh, yesterday was actually my graduation. <laughs> it turned up uh, from Hillgrove High School in Powder Springs. Yesterday, did it. Officially graduated. You guys can see in the background if you're watching this live on Facebook and YouTube, my parents walking in the background. <laughs> guys, it happened, and I'm very, very excited, which makes me just so proud of everyone who's who's made that big accomplishment. But moving on to the episode, man, we've got, as I like to say, a banger for you here today. Seriously, we've got an amazing guest. I mean, a phenomenal actress and just incredible person. I am talking about the one and only Mackenzie Landing. Hey. Hey, hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Congratulations on your graduation. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited. So before we get into this, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So I'm Mackenzie Lansing. I'm an actress and writer. Uh, I'm based both in New York City and LA. Um, yeah, and I am originally from France. I grew up in between a few different countries, so I'm French and American. Um, and I'm most well known for my work on Red Oaks, The Deuce, and most recently, Mare of Easttown. That is awesome. You're from France? Um I'm trying to tell you, I have always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go. What's it like down there or up there? Oh, 
<laughs> it's cool. I mean, I'm not from Paris. I'm from the outside, like kind of a rougher area, but I always tell people like Paris is, Paris is great, but Paris is a little bit overrated. I mean, there is uh, another side to France outside of there and people are really, I mean, it takes a little bit to get to know them, but they're, they're people that are really cool. Like they're very loyal and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I love it there. <laughs> you know, like the French accents and everything like that? Oh yeah. My first role was playing a French girl. I had a French accent. I talked like this for an hour. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ooh. So how, how can you say, how, how do you say my name is Mackenzie Lansing in French? Uh, je m'appelle Mackenzie Lansing. <laughs> if you would have saw my face, that is so cool. <laughs> does, it, does it feel natural to switch between the two languages? It does. I'm actually uh, exactly bilingual. So if I speak English for a little bit longer, my French gets a little harder. And if I spend too much time in France, the opposite happens. So it's just whatever I've been speaking recently. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's one unique thing about languages. I mean, honestly, if you don't keep up with both, you constantly have to work and adjust to both in order to keep fluent at it, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's it stretches your brain, you know, but sometimes it's I do weird things like I translate um, sayings literally, you know, because I forget that it's not that you can't say that in English or in French or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do you miss anything about home or how is it different from there and here? What's the biggest adjustment you've had to make? Oh, I mean, when I first moved here you know, the people, because like, I love New York now, but when I first moved here, I had a hard time because people would be like, we should hang out. I love you so much. I'm like, oh my God, I made so many friends. And then you would never hear from them in fr again. Whereas French people are very distant, but like if a French person tells you they like you, they mean they will like, they'll help you, you know, get out of a crime. Like French people are very serious about their friendships, but that and the food, I miss <laughs> the food so much. The food. Yeah. Is the food... <laughs> All right, this is gonna be my last question on, on the French. Is the food <laughs> genuine to the culture of actual France here in America? You mean when like I eat French food here? Yeah, does, does it does it seem the same or is it just a knockoff? No, because and I think anybody will say this about their, their home country is like you don't get the same ingredients. Or if you do, they're not seasonal. So even if you're making it the exact same way, it's not gonna taste the same. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes, quite honestly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 I don't know if it's offensive to some people, but it's, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. Or at least try to spread the, the diversity and the culture, which is good, which is really good. Yeah. For sure. I know that for sure we wouldn't be the same without you. Welcome to the US. Welcome to New York. You travel between <laughs> New York and Cali. Woo. Two of my favorite places, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But getting into it, so you're an amazing actress. I've seen some of your work and we'll definitely have a chance to preview some of it. Can you tell us how long you've been in the industry and where did you learn your skills? So I first started like acting, not professionally, just like community theater when I was like, I wanna say 13 or 14, um, mm -hmm. just kind of as an extracurricular activity. Um, and then I moved here to go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I got into a drama school here. And um, 
yeah, but even then I like wanted to be an actor, but I hadn't really tapped into like that ambition yet. So I really started my career, you know, after school when I started getting TV parts here. Before that, I'd done some theater, um, you know, on the Paris stage, but that's about it. Yeah. So which which do you think you prefer, acting on stage or acting on screen? I used to be really sort of pretentious about it, and I was like, no, I'm a I'm a theater actor. But after as soon the first time I got in front of you know a camera, I was like, oh no, this is what I'm gonna do now. <laughs> hmm. And when did you move from France over to the U.S.? How long ago was this? I think it was 2010. 2010. Yeah. So yeah, I've been here for a minute now. Um, but yeah, it was a while ago. Eleven years. Yes. Eleven years. And you know what the craziest part is? Quite honestly, it it always throws me off about 2020. Just literally the extra year that feels like I, it just it didn't go by fast. But I it, it feels like we skipped. You know, it feels like we yeah. skipped a year. I don't know if it feels yeah, the feel, same for you. Yeah, no, totally. It feels unfair to be a year older because I'm like, wait it felt really slow and really fast at the same time because it dragged, but then nothing, I mean, things happened, but if like a lot of us were at home, you know, the pace was slower. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about New York? The city of dreams, as they like to say, is it living up to its name or has it been hard to find opportunities? Um, it was hard when I first moved here. Um, but I think that, you know, if you're meant to, if you're meant to be here, you will find a way to stay. Um, it, New York tests you a lot. You know, it will throw things at you that you really don't expect. Um, it can be overwhelming, but that's why you have to work extra hard to kind of find your people. And like any big city, you know, it's like it's different to each person. You have to find your New York and your people and your tribe. And once you do that, you know, you're kind of safe and from whatever the city brings up, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So you're adjusting well. I mean, <laughs> I'm still thrown off by the French accent. I'm going to be honest with you because, you, you know, you New York, they have a stereotype like, you know, I like your Tim's be all that different stuff. So I'm just trying to imagine, <laughs> uh, you know, the French, the French voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool thing about New York is like, uh, you know, I have some people, some friends who are from from here, like, but everybody in New York is from somewhere else. Everybody went through a similar struggle of coming here, not knowing anyone, having to adapt, having to work to make connections. And so it's cool to have that in common with people. Um, yeah, there's like, so many of my friends are European even. European, coming to New York? Yeah, 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 for sure. People come from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, or from, awesome. you know, the middle of the United um, States, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, quite honestly, it's it's California, Atlanta, and New York that are the hot spots of the entertainment industry. It really is. Yeah. So you, you yeah. did a good, you did a really really good thing, and you took you took a chance. It was honestly a leap of faith. Yeah, it was. It was. I was so scared when I moved here, and I, you know, I don't think that fear is a bad thing. It's just how you learn to harness and move with it, and and all that. But it it definitely made me a stronger person living here. Um, you know, I don't think I would be the same person today if I wasn't faced with all the challenges that I had being in a big city. Yeah. Yeah. So what opportunities have you have you found since you've been here? What types of work have you uh, worked on and who? Uh, so one of my first 
I did a few things like when I was starting out with like the Discovery Channel and things like that. But my first real role was playing Claire on Red Oaks. And then uh, later on, I worked on The Deuce, which is a show on HBO, which was directed by James Franco and has Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. So I got to work with them. And then, yeah, most recently, Mare of Easttown. Um, I also did some pilots, you know, that were a great experience, but maybe didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but everybody has a few of those. Uh, so, yeah, those are but those are my three most, I think, recognizable uh, credits. Oh, and I was on Tell Me a Story, too, with uh, Kim Cattrall. I forgot about that one. So cool. You know, I'm not going to get into it too much. I want to actually show the trailer to the new HBO show, Mayor of Easttown. And right after, I want you to give us a breakdown of how it was, what it was like, everything. We want the deets. So guys, sure. watch this. I want to thank everyone for joining us to celebrate the proudest moment in Easttown sports history. And finally, Miss Lady Hawk herself, Mayor Shin. See this yet? Big write up in the Tribune. I'm going to frame it and hang it up in your office. Yeah, please don't. My daughter's been missing for exactly one year, and the police aren't doing anything. What's your mother doing? She's being the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Wall House is my ex-husband to move into. He has to buy the one right behind mine. Well, I heard he got a really good deal on it. <laughs> hey. The Easttown Police Department received a call reporting a dead body in Creedum Creek. We've decided to bring in a county detective to assist with the case. How do you like working with my mom so far? We're just getting started out. Any tips? Lower your expectations. Should we do this outside? No. All right, let's go. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mayor, what's what happening? She knows what's, what's happening, Tony. Okay. She knows. Mayor, All right, let's go. Are you friends with these people? Yeah. Why do they call you Lady Hawk? I made a shot in a basketball game. Must have been some shot. Around here, yeah. The terrible events of this past year have ravaged this community. Yeah? Who did this? You get this son of a bitch. Because if you don't, I'll kill him myself. I can feel it. This expectation from people be something I don't think I'm good enough to be. Hey! I think you're a hero. Phil, I'm a fool. You're a lot of things I don't like, but you're not a fool. It might be a good thing to step away. I know what you've been through. I know you're worth saving. Recommit yourself. I'm gonna find out everything. Everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so can you tell us just exactly, I know we just saw the trailer. Can you break down what the film is, who your character is and how you tie into the storyline? Sure. Uh, so the show is about Mare Sheehan played by Kate Winslet, who is a detective investigating a murder in small town 
Easttown, Pennsylvania, in this very close-knit insular community where everybody kind of knows each other, which makes it all the more complicated to investigate with her sort of close relationships with everyone in the town. And I play Brianna Del Rosso, who is 17 years old and kind of plays into the um, plot involving most of the teenagers of the town. She is kind of a loudmouth, rambunctious, and I think we can say at this point, a bully. <laughs> okay. Which is an interesting character, quite honestly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I never caught your age. You're playing a high schooler? So how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? Old enough. <laughs> you know what? That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. You, you know what I thought was really neat about it? Um, or really neat about this? Just like, just like you know, Tom Holland. Um, of course, he's playing the younger character, but he's the high school, you know. You are in all of these films with these amazing, I mean, award-winning actors and actresses as I'll say, you know, the person who's building the storyline, but I'm trying to tell you, just like Tom Holland, I, I, I don't know what it is, if it's because, you know, he's from a different country as well. This is going to be you someday. And I mean, very soon when I say that, you are going to do such amazing things, be the main star in so many films. I'm excited for one about it. Very. That's the plan. <laughs> so, uh, also one thing in that trailer, his name is Hartley Sawyer. I think it was really interesting to see that he was um, being portrayed in there. If you guys are a fan of any, you know, like DC movies, DC TV shows, you would automatically recognize him from The Flash as the elongated man. As soon as I saw the trailer, my heart just stopped. I'm a huge superhero fan. What about oh, yeah. you? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not as much as I should be because I think I caught up on a lot of all that once I moved here, because like it wasn't as big in France, but I'm definitely catching up now, and I, I love DC. I mean, I love both. Marvel's doing great things right now, too, but. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> You are working with seriously just incredible people. Yeah, I've been really lucky in that regard. Well, you know, luck and, and hard work and all that. Luck and hard work. It's exactly what it is. One second. My system is going berserk over here. No worries. All right. So what has been the hardest part of being a part of all of these projects? that you've come on to? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think for this project in particular, the pandemic, you know, we were off for six months and like a lot of shows, we didn't know if we were gonna come back, but Kate Winslet sent an email to all the cast and crew being like, you know, this is my baby. We're gonna finish this show. It was the last thing I do. And that was really encouraging. I think overall on all the projects I've worked on, um, you know, like everyone, I have my baggage, I have my own things to work on. And I think mindset is really important. And I focus a lot on that, on making sure that I'm always in the right mindset when I step onto set. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm there to, to do my work and present the best, uh, the best version of myself. But that was a learning curve. But uh, I think I'm, I'm getting there now. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
is it difficult for you to have to adjust um, who you are as a person actually and shift into that different character? You you mean like Brianna, for instance, the character on the show? Yeah. How how are you? How do you make that adjustment to actually portray that person in their life on screen? I th I think that my philosophy around this is that we're not that far away from being like a completely different person. Like we're only a couple of decisions, an accent, a way of walking, a traumatic situation from being very different from who we are. So I think that a lot of acting isn't completely changing yourself. It's bringing your authenticity and being like, okay, how would I be under these slightly different circumstances? Um, so that's how I kind of approached it uh, by, you know, imagining myself literally in that situation. And you know, justifying a lot of what she does is in my head to be able to get behind that point of view. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting way of, of thinking about it. I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm gonna act myself, have not thought of that. Maybe I mean, it took me a long time to get here. <laughs> yeah, because literally it, it's it's the smallest adjustments in life that that make us, you know, different. Yeah. It really is. And I think there's a trap to fall into, right? When you first start acting, which is like you think that you have to change everything about yourself. And when you do that, the problem is you you lose your authenticity. You know, whenever you're on yeah. stage, you're on screen, you wanna feel like uh, to some extent you're sticking up for yourself every single time. That's how you bring that intensity. And if you kind of washed yourself out, you're not gonna be able to tap into that. So you have to keep that streamlined, you know? I think that's really important. Or for me, it has been anyway. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great that's a great piece of advice for any <laughs> actor or any I mean, really, it really is. And how, what does a day on set look like? So it's kind of different every time, but most of the time I would say it goes something like this. Um, you know, they tell you the night before what time you have to be up, sometimes 3 a.m., 4 a.m., depending on when you're shooting. Or, you, you know, if you went late the night before, you sleep all day and then you go to set like at midnight maybe. Uh, yeah. They, they get you from your hotel in an SUV. They take you to, to your trailer where you have short amount of time to like eat breakfast. Then they take you to HMU, which is hair and makeup. They do all your hair, your makeup, bring you back to your trailer, get you in costume, bring you to set to um, maybe do like a first rehearsal and a lineup. So they have you stand on your mark. They do the, the lighting and everything. And then they send you back and bring in stand-ins. So, so a stand-in is somebody who's roughly your height and kind of looks like you, who's gonna stand in your spot while they do all the, the setting up so that you can go kind of you know, work on your lines or whatever you need to do in your trailer. And then maybe a little bit later, they bring you back for a second rehearsal and then you go into it take after take after take. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes, there's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. You know, I, I think that one of the hardest parts of being an actor, like once you have the acting down, like that's one thing. But like, you know, when we shoot my fight scene, it was, we were supposed to be pretending it's spring and I think it was like the dead of winter. So I actually have a heat suit on under what I'm wearing that has like a remote control where I'm able to like pump up the heat so I don't freeze while I'm out there. Wow. So there's weird stuff like that that goes on that you just never know when you're watching it. Yeah. That, I mean, honestly though, quite honestly, that's the way that a lot of life is. Not everybody will see all the things that go into what you do until yeah. it's done. They only That's see so the true. final product. That's very true. I love that. Yeah. But that's a really, that's a really, really big, uh, busy schedule. So how do you balance 
your personal life and your work life? Um, well, I think that, you know, it's one of those things where you need to know that this is, everybody's different, but for me, it's my priority, but that doesn't mean sacrificing my health or my mental health. Um, so I think that for me, the biggest key to success has been tiny steps. You know, there's a book called The Slight Edge, which is about having habits that you repeat every single day. So when I wake up in the morning, I do the same routine every single morning and it involves a little bit of working out, eating healthy, reading, refocusing myself, setting goals for the day. And it's not crazy, it doesn't last six hours, it lasts like an hour and a half total, including you know waking up slowly and everything. But I do it yeah. every single day and I have for like the last two years, I would say. And I think having that kind of routine is what's going to sustain you. So that's what works for me. <laughs> no, that's a really good thing. And there was, I was actually studying this on a bit I found out it takes 21 days to equivalently um, develop yep. a habit, to develop a habit. So to do something like that persistently and hold yourself accountable is, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. Uh, a lot of people can't do it, but which is exactly what separates the people who are where they are and the people who are where they're going. And right. Are, I think, go. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but, I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> that separates the people from who they are, where they are, to where they're going. I think that you really are are going there. Um, this moment that we have now, now that I'm hope I I hope everyone's um, slowly starting to come out of school. But at least here on our side, we're entering the um, you know the summer boundary, as some people like to say the you know the hot girl summer. Uh, now is the time. It really is. Now is the time. Because school is out, because we have, you know, freedom and all these different things to create those good habits. Yeah. Right? To create those good habits and to develop the lifestyle that we want to lead into. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's when you have your downtime. That's when you have to work. Because I think uh, also what kind of messes people up is they have a perfectionist mindset. I need to do this routine perfectly. And if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not even gonna start. Or if I mess up once, I'm not gonna do it anymore. And you know, leaving room for failures and mistakes and just constantly trying again is what's gonna get you there. But you've gotta leave room for failure. And for that, you have to do it during your downtime. You can't do it when you're already overwhelmed with family and you know, schoolwork or whatever it is that you're doing. That's exactly right. And there's, um, I can't remember the exact phrase. But there's something that says when you have the moment to do something that no one is forcing you to do and you don't yeah. make the decision to do what you are supposed to, that is a bad thing. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, that's when you know your character, right? When nobody is watching, when you don't have accountability, that's when you know who you are. You have to have yep. accountability with yourself where no one's going to see it. You're not going to be able to brag about it because it's not that impressive. But if you do those little steps, even when nobody's watching, that's how you know your character. I like this. I love this. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is my jam. Like, you know, <laughs> ambition and habits and all that. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> you know, my, my, whole, my whole family, the whole um, side we're on is all about uplifting, uplifting, mm -hmm. motivation, aspiration, you know. All these good things energies and i like i want to be energy 
But with that, what is your ultimate dream in life and in your career? Um, that's a good question. So I have goals for like next five years, 10 years, all that. I think that, you know, for my career, um, I want to be a series regular on a TV show, maybe a couple at some point. I want to be nominated for an Emmy. Um, I want to have a house in LA, in New York and in France. Okay. And most importantly, I want to write, produce and act in a show that I've created that tells my story. I think that's awesome. Thank Let you. Me be the first to say I think that's awesome. No, it, it, it honestly is. The First of all, the fact that you have your goals separated and things that you can actually incrementally achieve, right? Yeah. So it's not just, it's not just something that you put out there. You actually have goals and steps that you're trying to take to achieve that, right? And yeah. then you're dreaming big. Yeah, I mean, come on. A lot of us have a lot of us have our goals and our dreams, but sometimes we think that it's you know it's there's no way, there's no way. Right, we think there it's silly, always, but it yeah. There's always a way. It's it's pot as you know the one thing that I I I truly believe that the thing that separates successful people from unsuccessful people, and I want to know if you agree, is your mindset. Yes, but I think you can grow mindset. I don't think it's something that you just decide to have one day. And I don't think it's something you're born with. I think it's something that you train your brain to do, which I think is basically what you're saying. But yeah, I think yeah. that you need to, and it's it's going to take time. Like if you've gotten in a habit of thinking in a negative way, forcing yourself to be like in one moment when you're talking to your friends, be like, you know what? I'm awesome. And I do deserve this. Just because you can do that for five minutes doesn't mean you believe it. The sustaining it, all the time and training your brain to think that way, yes, that mindset will carry you through. If you can be honest and honestly believe it, not just say it, you know. You're so wise. <laughs> Try, truly, I'm 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 enjoying this. So thank you. Um, who is your biggest inspiration? Ooh. So there are like actors, obviously, that I look up to. Uh, Sir Sharon and Francis McDormand, Kate Winslet, Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, people like that. Uh, and, but then in my life, I think um, my mom and my older sister have been really pivotal in inspiring me because they're very strong people. Um, yeah, and I've learned a lot from them. Yeah, and family's always going to be there for you. So that's yeah. a really good thing. And who is one person, apart from the people that you've already worked with, that you would love to share the screen with? I've said it, but I'll say it again. Frances McDormand. I, she's next on my list. I just think she's incredible. Uh, I think she's so honest. She was on three billboards for people who aren't familiar with her work. You can look it up. She's been in a lot of other stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, she's very rough, and I just and gritty and I just love her. I think she's great. Her or also I love Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black if people know her um, and Leisha Haley and people like that, yeah. Also yeah. Clea Duvall, who's a director now and I would love to work with Clea Duvall at some point. <laughs> it's gonna happen. See that right there, you're putting it into the universe. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Good. And we'll slowly start to close here. What is next for you apart from, um, 
mayor of Easttown. Can we be on the lookout for more seasons or do you have more work coming out that we can be tuning in for? So for right now, as far as I know, Mayor of Easttown is a mini series. Uh, but you know, you never know if you like the show, let it be known. Um, I do have a couple things in the pipeline right now in terms of acting, but I'm not quite allowed to talk about them yet. What I can talk about is I'm currently uh, writing a pilot for a TV show with a few of my friends that I went to school with called The Third Culture. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. Oh snap. We are very, very, very excited. And now, Mackenzie, I want you to tell us what makes you defiant? Hmm. Um, I think constantly trying to better myself and rise to my own standards. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Bettering yourself. I mean, that's, that's just learning, growing, you know, actually yeah, taking things, the lessons in life that we learn and applying them to ourselves, which is humble. Yeah. But according to, I think, what you want to be, because I think sometimes people want to be the best version of what they've seen on TV or what they've seen. But like, you know, being honest about who you are and wanting to better what you're already working with is uh, key. Absolutely. Yeah. 100 percent. I agree with that. That's really good. <laughs> Dude. And how can people uh, support you? How can people find you and tune into Mayor of Easttown? You can watch Mayor of Easttown on HBO and HBO Max. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Mackenzie Lansing, so just my first and last name, on Twitter at Mac Lansing, if you want to see me uh, respond to uh, funny tweets of people uh, <laughs> tweeting about my character, Brianna. And then also, if you've liked anything you've heard and you're interested in acting coaching, you can check out my website because I do personal coaching. Fantastic. Great, great, great. And what is one last piece of advice you would leave to anyone out there who wants to take that leap of faith, like from moving from France to New York, but is afraid of failing, of, of not making it to that point that they want to be? You know, I think uh, I'm quoting things that I've heard other people say, and but I think that you're you're not really afraid of your failure because failure is when you don't move it's not trying and it not working out right you're you're afraid of how bright you can be you're afraid of what how your life might change you're afraid of being out of your comfort zone that's not the same thing but you will only achieve what you want in life if you take those risks and even if it feels like it doesn't work out right away i guarantee that you won't regret taking that leap fantastic couldn't be said better. Honestly, <laughs> Lindsay Lansing, you are something fantastic. I can't wait to see everything that you're going to work on. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to Mayor of Easttown. I mean, it sounds, looks amazing. And I know that you're going to have a super, super bright future. That T-show, it's coming. All the people you want to work with, it's coming. The success, putting it on your life. Thank you Thank so, you. so much for speaking with us. I very, very much appreciate it. You are amazing. So are you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate it. Guys, if you like those stories, if you like Mackenzie Lansing's story, 
please be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on the Defiant Ones Team podcast. You are listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and literally all other podcast platforms. But if you are still tuned in, you are also watching us now on YouTube and Facebook, as well as this is the second episode going up on Twitch Live. That's Defiant Ones Teen Magazine and Defiant Ones Teen Podcast on Twitch. So make sure that you are supporting. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in with us. I really, really hope you enjoyed. I know I surely did. I mean, McKinsey's story is fantastic and incredible. We will have another episode next week for you. So make sure that you're tuning in. And I appreciate you guys. Catch you later.